Welcome into Bucks Insider Live presented by Verizon. Casey Phillips here with senior writer and editor Scott Smith and we have a playoff game to talk about. Yes, sir. Our favorite time of year. We know you probably have plenty of questions for us so if you want to send those in do it underneath our live video on Facebook in the comments section. For now let's dive a little bit into last week's game which feels kind of obsolete at this point <laughs> in some ways of where it almost felt like a preseason game yeah. of let our starters get a little work, pull them out, try not to get hurt going into the playoffs. So um, what do you feel like the takeaways are that you can glean from a game like that that is a, a little unconventional? Not, not much. Yes. Not much. But I think you can take away that I think what Coach Bowles wanted to do by playing the starters for most or all of the first half, depending on who they were, was to keep them sort of in the momentum. Like the Week 17 game had been pretty good, especially on offense. And so I think he didn't want them to rest for two weeks and just not you know stay in sort of that game mode but he also wanted to reduce the injury of risk as much the, the risk of injury as much as possible and so in that regard it was kind of a su success I know the team wouldn't call it a success because they lost but they did get a fast start on offense a fast start on defense and they got out of the game in pretty good health several guys have said this week including coach uh, coach Lefwich and Tom Brady on his podcast that they are as healthy now as they've been since like the OTAs that's Which is pretty incredible. Like. Yeah. And how rare in terms of typically you think you're at your least healthy most right. of the time at the end of the season and how nice to be in that position, you and, know, what and a luxury. That, that week 18 game helped us get there. We we didn't play nine guys because seven inactives that were injured and two more Tristan and Mike Evans didn't play. We didn't play nine guys that had some issue. You know, Tristan has an ankle, et cetera. Vita Vey with his calf. Actually, Mike Evans was just sick. But um, all those guys had a chance to get better and they may all return this week. Yeah, which would be incredible. Um, and I know that uh, one of the guys that we just keep talking about on the show, we talked about it might just need to be a recurring segment, it's is our, the Chris Godwin update. Yeah, the, seg the Godwin segment. Yes. Every week, yes. So I tell think. me what the Godwin segment is about this week. Well, Chris came out of the, the game at the same time that Tom did after five uh, five drives a little bit before halftime but even the, even so he still caught six passes and I was kind of hoping that he would stay in the game a little bit longer I'm kind of glad he didn't now so he didn't risk injury but he just needed three more catches to break the uh, Keyshawn Johnson's 2001 uh, single season record of 106. He ended up the season at 104, but there's another record he could still get if you add the regular season and the playoffs together. Keyshawn's record is 109 from 2001, and Chris would only need six catches, and he generally gets six catches in a game. So there's a very good, very good chance by the end of this game, and hopefully it's not his last game this season, that he'll have the record if you count playoffs as well. That's awesome. I love that. So happy for him, and just what a cool story we say this every time but I mean this is this would be great no matter what we love Chris no matter what but to just remember where he was at with his injury last year and how hard he worked to get to this point and to be not just back but back at this elite yeah. level is right. incredible yeah he and he did that in about 14 and a half games too that is crazy that is so impressive all right so now let's look ahead to this Cowboys game um, it just is so funny how we keep having these playoff games that are rematches <clears throat> from the regular season and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing so far it seems like it's worked fairly well for the Buccaneers. Yeah, uh, except for the Rams game. Except for the Rams year. game. We don't have to think about that so one. So we thought we'd do a little tail of the tape here. And most of these, what I did is I paired things together that are strength on strength. So the Cowboys are the second best team in the league behind the Eagles in terms of getting sacks, but the Buccaneers are the best in preventing them. Uh, the Cowboys have the fifth best third down percentage. It's, it's something like 46%, but the Buccaneers have the sixth best defense. Interceptions have been, uh, they've thrown a lot of them. We, we don't we don't throw a lot of them, but they get a lot of them. Uh, 
they're they're good at wrecking our passing yards, but we're good at stopping it. But then there's this one right here that five down that mm -hmm. I point out. The Cowboys have the best red zone offense in the in the league in terms of touchdown efficiency. It's something like 71%, and that's been a real struggle for the Buccaneers this year. Wow. So that's an area where it's not strength on strength. And I just wanted to bring it up to say this is going to be a critical part of the ball game. When we beat them 19 to three in Week One. They didn't get into the red zone. So that would be a good way to take care of that problem. Right. But I don't think that you can count on that happening since they've the highest scoring team in the league over the last eight right. weeks. So if it's a bit of a shootout or it's it's tight at the end, how well the Buccaneers defense can can hold off uh, the Cowboys in the red zone could be key. And part of that is Ezekiel Elliott is fantastic around the goal line. Yep. That's, that's going to be so big. And I know that we've seen, thankfully, in terms of that health we talked about, the difference in having both Vita Vea and Akeem Hicks mm -hmm. out there together and what that means to this rush defense. Talk about good timing to have both of them hopefully being right. a little bit healthier and playing alongside each other because we've just seen what that means. Yeah. And we know that's what the Cowboys are going to want to do, especially when you've seen Dak throwing interceptions in, what, seven straight seven games? games yeah. Any tied for the league lead with 15. Which is crazy. We you, got one on him. Yeah, you know that they're going to want to be able to run the ball and not Absolutely. force him yeah. to have to be doing that. So that's going to be important. Um, when Akeem and Vita were last on the field together was week 17 against the Panthers, who the previous week had run for 320 yards, and the Bucks held them to 71. Mm -hmm. That ended up being very important. Yeah, that's a big deal. So I know also, as we talk about these strengths on strengths, uh, the linebacker positions for <laughs> both groups, uh, pretty dang good. So tell us what you see about those different position groups and where you think maybe there's an advantage or what these offenses are each going to try to do yeah. to combat that. Well, no offense to Dak Prescott, but when you talk about the Cowboys, this year, the last couple of years, the first name you always mention is Micah Parsons. He was second in the voting for defensive player, not rookie, of the year last year when he was a rookie, and he's doing it again this year. But the Buccaneers kind of a sneaky good off-ball linebacker as well. He doesn't line up as an edge rusher as, like uh, Micah Parsons does on some of his snaps, but he does do a very good job of rushing the passer on blitzes usually up the A-gap. And as you can see, in the two games that the Bucks have played since Micah Parsons joined the Cowboys, they both done a lot. Look wow. at that. Lots of tackles. Both of them have two sacks. Both of them have tackles for losses, quarterback hits. They've both broken up a pass. So uh, I think Parsons gets a lot more attention than Devin White, but both of these defenses have a guy in the middle that can affect the game in a lot of ways, including rushing the passer. Yeah, that's going to be so interesting to see. And so now looking at that, uh, this our one question we got, I'm sure you will not be surprised, is any update on Ryan Jensen's availability. <laughs> we know that the Bucks' offensive line is going to have their work cut out for them against that Cowboys defensive front. So first of all, what is the overall health situation? As yeah. we saw, Robert Hainsey left, yeah. but Donovan Smith <laughs> didn't play. Tristan just yeah. kind of sat out. How, how does everybody look? How does everybody feel? What are our thoughts on his Well, like is I was Jensen? talking about all those guys, I think Donovan and Tristan are considered to be, you know, definitely trending in the right direction. They're, they're part of that group that they were talking about everybody possibly practicing today. They, they had a walkthrough yesterday because the schedules pushed forward by a day so they didn't the Bucks didn't have to put out an injury report so we don't officially know if those guys would be full goal or limited or what but I can just tell you the vibe around the building is very good about all the guys who've been working through injuries so you're probably going to be fine on the tackles but Robert Hainsey left that game with a hamstring injury and coach Bowles said on Monday that it was sore but they didn't yet know the severity of it so what a story it would be if Robert Hainsey can't go, but oh, look who's look back. Look who happens to be a here. Pro, you know, the, the NFC's Pro Bowl center. Hey, just Wait, Do right you not in. always have Pro Bowls as, as the backup Hanging to come out, yeah. in? Yeah, that's now, ridiculous. There has been no indication by, by Coach Bowles, every time he's asked about it, obviously, that this is definitely going to happen. And I wouldn't bet on it, to be mm -hmm. quite honest with you. But it, it's not been dismissed as a possibility. Right. And then you wonder, boy, he hasn't played a game in a year. 
You know, he hasn't yeah. practiced. He's practiced the last couple of weeks, but he didn't do anything all season. Is he going to be able to step in there and be full Ryan Jensen Pro Bowl mm-hmm. form? I mean, maybe. Maybe. You can't. It's hard to be it's sure. It's hard to bank on that. Yeah, absolutely. He, he does not have to be activated this week. But if the playoffs continue, if he's going to play, he'd have to be activated in the first couple of days of next week because after that, the window closes, the window closes and yep. he just reverts to IR. Which theoretically either means they just figured there's no harm in activating him, give it a shot, or as we've seen, it means that they had an idea that maybe he would be ready to go by the end of that 21-day window. Yeah. That's always the, the interesting thing is maybe mm-hmm. they just were like, eh, whatever, it's playoffs, just activate yeah, because him. Because other, otherwise you're just leaving on the IR anyway. Right, there's So you can no get harm. him out there. They said when this first started that they considered this part of his rehab mm-hmm. process. So it's possible that that's all that this becomes, but you never know. And either way, that's going to be good to be getting him uh, back on the right track. So for you, we talked a little bit about these linebackers and uh, some of those stats that you showed up there, but what would you say are going to be some of just the biggest keys in this game and the the way these teams match up is this is we looked at who they might get a chance to play are we happy about this matchup are we worried about this matchup what do you see about the, the these two teams and where their strengths and weaknesses match up well it's the playoffs so you're going to be playing somebody good mm-hmm. you know I, honestly I'd rather be playing the Cowboys right now than the 49ers for instance especially considering how that went for us the first time around you can have a little bit of confidence knowing what you did, but it was against the Cowboys the last time, but it was way back in week one, so you don't know how much you can pull from that. But in terms of the formula for winning, the Buccaneers, that was one of their best running days of the whole season. And Leonard Fournette ran for 127 yards. Bucks had 157. Um, they struggled in the red zone. Otherwise, that would have been even more lopsided of a victory. It, it was after that week that the Bucks were feeling really good about themselves. Yeah. Like Levante said, we thought we were hot stuff at that point, yeah. and they end up with a better record. Mm-hmm. You probably need to get, and Coach Bull said this, you probably need to get off to a fast start like we did with the starters in Atlanta because you don't want to get behind against a team that can rush the passer this well. Yeah, and, and or that, that can run the ball as yeah. well as they can. So stopping that would be mm-hmm. helpful too, but just getting off to a fast start, getting some early momentum, and just keeping it a tight game. I mean, sure, if the Bucks ran away with it, that'd be wonderful, but I'm not predicting that. So keeping it a tight game until the fourth quarter, and then you know you have Tom Brady. And yep. that's been a winning formula for the Buccaneers. So just starting fast and not falling behind, I think, would be my key. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us on this edition of Bucks Insider Live presented by Verizon. Thank you much, so much for joining us. And we'll see you here next week, hopefully, talking about another round of the playoffs.